Hey, what is going on, guys? DK back at you with another video here to break down the three game NBA playoff slate on Tuesday. If this is your first time watching, welcome to my channel. I do make content for DraftKings, for NBA Top Shot, and for Prize Picks. The sponsor of this video, guys, is Prize Picks, which is a player pop site. You can use my discount code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. Uh, the Prize Pick pain is real. Um, hit the KD over, hit the Dwight Powell under and took the over in both Trent and Siakam fantasy points. They both missed by less than a point. So this close from a four for four, but yeah, that's that's all pain. But yeah, again, if you guys do play prize picks, make sure to check out my videos. And if you're a first time user, again, use that code for a 100% match up to $100. If you guys are looking for premium content, I do offer that on patreon.com. You can check out my Patreon listed uh, down below, NBA, USFL, and the esports package included in gold. Okay, so um, let's get into this video. Uh, we had to recap my lineup here from tonight. So tonight got some things right, but also an extremely tilting night. So let's go over the things that I got right. Um, my favorite spend up was I really liked Luca, who uh, would have broken the slate if the game stayed competitive. Uh, Siakam and then KD is my contrarian spend up. So the spend up's pretty on point. Um, I also liked uh, Drogic as a contrarian value play, which that's one of the tilting parts. I finally didn't play Drogic, played him all series, finally don't play him, goes for like 30 fantasy points. Um, and I said uh, that at least one of those Raptors, you know, uh, bench bigs is going to have a good game, um, but it's a little bit tough to decide who's, who's it going to be. So, um, you know, lean to the lower own guy if possible in tournaments. Um, so those things you got right, but... Bojan Bogdanovic. Really? Really? Shoots like 0 of 10. Of out. He actually hit a 3. But as he hit a 3, Royce O'Neal like decked someone. And they said, nope. You know, the Royce O'Neal foul was just before Bojan hit the 3. So they took the 3 off the board. It's like, you know what? That's just rubbing salt in the wound. Like, give him the 3. So, my God, Bojan. I mean, yeah, Utah, no one could hit a shot outside of Clarkson, really. Uh, but, yeah, just tell – I mean, that's the thing, right? You know, with score-independent players, that can obviously happen. Uh, but in a competitive game, Bojan plays around 40 minutes. So, he just couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. That's one where it's like, I don't have regrets. It's obviously super, super tilting, but what can you do? Um, Gary Trent Jr. was fine as massive chalk. I played a low on Marcus Smart. That went really, really well. Originally, I had um, Achua here, and then I pivoted around to get to Boucher. And the reason I did was, again, I didn't know they were going to go the hot hand, Toronto, and I figured, okay, I think Thad and Achua are going to be the two most popular. And they were way more popular than Boucher. Uh, they shouldn't have been that much more popular, right? We, we know Toronto goes the hot hand. My breakdown of it was I thought Achua was going to play the most minutes. I thought Boucher was the best point-per-minute guy, and I thought Thad Young was going to be the most popular. Um, so I played Thad and Boucher. And again, I pivoted off of Achua to Boucher last second. Of course, it was looking good. It was looking in the first half. Boucher had like 15 in the first half. Achua only had four. I'm like, yes. You know, finally make a right pivot. And then I just see Achua go for like 30 in the second half. He's nailing threes, just taking him B to the bucket. I'm like, this is just all pain tonight. Um, and yeah, Siakam was solid. Reggie Bullock got ejected. Um, and yeah, Luca was on pace for an even bigger night. Uh, the game did not blow out, but so that's it for the recap. Again, if I stuck with a Chua, I actually would have been cash, but 
again, full tilting night uh, with, you know, Drogic and Seth Curry finally fade those guys. They go absolutely off. Uh, miss Siakam and Trent points by less than a point each from a four, four uh, for four. So, uh, frustrating, frustrating one. But um, what can you do? Again, I'm on full tilt mode. I'll probably be tilting for the next hour or so. But, hey, we got another slate uh, tomorrow. And uh, we can play Jaron Jackson Jr. again. So everything will be fine. All right. Atlanta and Miami is the first game here. So Atlanta, honestly, not a ton that I love. Um, you know, probably going to lose this game down 3-1 in the series. Miami's been really solid defensively. I'm not going to say no if you played Trey Young, but he's really struggled so far in the series, going over 40 fantasy points only once. Um Bogdanovich, I mean, Bogdanovich and Capella are both going to play. They've been listing this question. I fully expect both to play. Uh, Bogdanovich has had, you know, some ceiling games. You want to take a shot at him for tournaments, you can. For some reason, I only played 21 minutes last game. Not sure why. Capello's back in the rotation. That, that was just one more body in the rotation, so they played nine guys, which, you know, just made makes everyone a little bit riskier. Capella himself probably doesn't play enough for me to consider him unless we have confirmation that he's playing, like, over 30 minutes. John Collins has been disappointing since he's come back, but he's also playing injured. Um, the grouping of wings, you know, Herder, Hunter, Gallinari, none of them really stand out. The The minutes for Gallinari have not been great recently. I know, you know, last game was a blowout, but, you know, kind of hovering in that low 20s minute range, which is not great. Hunter, you know, probably the guy you're going to feel the best about minutes-wise. You know, I would say, you know, one of these safer plays on Atlanta and then Herder's kind of just there for me at 5K. Don't love it. Don't hate it. The guy that you actually might feel the best about is DeLon Wright, who has played well off the bench and is cheap and does have shooting guard eligibility as well. So um, I think, you know, a guy like DeLon Wright, probably a hunter, the two easiest guys to get to. Okongu at 3-7 um, will most likely be in the rotation. Um, this game does have potential to blow out. If it does, you could see more run for Okongu, but... Atlanta, not a team I, I, I love on the slate. On the Miami side, so it's hard not to like Jimmy Butler. I think he's going to be extremely popular. I think the only thing you have to worry about here is potential this game blows out. But, yeah, without Kyle Lowry, he's going to do a lot of the ball handling. Um, and he's been playing very, very well so far in the series. I think we get close to 40 minutes of the game, so it's competitive. So Jimmy looks great. They're really tempting me this price for Bam. But Bam has been disappointing in the playoffs. He's been in foul trouble a lot. He's only gone for 40 fantasy points once. The other uh, games, he's gone for uh, 23, 18, and 25. So um, he has struggled. But like 6.9, if he stays out of foul trouble, actually, he's been foul trouble here, foul trouble here. If he stays out of foul trouble and plays 35 minutes, I think he makes for a pretty good play. So, yeah, they're, they are drafting is definitely tempting me at this price point. 6.5 for Hero off the bench. He has really struggled also in the playoffs. He had the one big game outside of that. Um, you know, hasn't cracked 25 fancy points more than once. So as a contrarian option, you can consider him. I do think, um, you know, probably get some more shot attempts up, but definitely more of a tournament play. Now the value is where it gets interesting here for Miami. So Max Strauss played huge minutes, played 36 minutes last game. Um, I think he's a good value play. He has shooting guard, small forward eligibility. And for it to continue to get over 30 minutes for Max Strauss, I think uh, you got to have some interest in him. Now Oladipo, I think is playable in tournaments. Um, got extended a bit because of the blowout, but actually was in the regular rotation. Now, in a competitive game, might only see like 15 or so minutes, but like Oladipo is a relatively productive player when he's on the court. So in a, in a large field tournament, I think he's okay. I think P.J. Tucker is pretty safe. He should play over 30 minutes. Um, 
So no issue going there. And then Gabe Vincent, I like for value as well. Should start, should play around 30 minutes. So uh, the Miami value, you know, with guys like Gabe Vincent and Tucker, Struss, you can even throw Oladipo in the mix. I think it looked pretty good. Um, Duncan Robinson, uh, basically out of the rotation now. So um, can't really go there. Uh, Deadman hasn't been playing a ton either as the backup five. So that is it for Miami. Let's talk about Minnesota and Memphis. So on the Minnesota side, uh, we have Cat, we have Edwards, we have D'Lo. As you know, you know, playing Minnesota and DFS this year, you know the drill, right? At least one of these guys would have a good game if the game says competitive. Good luck trying to figure out which one's going to be, right? It was Cat last game. Other two games before that, he really struggled. Uh, Anthony Edwards had a decent game last game. Before that, he struggled. You know, D'Lo's had a couple of big games, but also has had a low floor. So, like, all three of these guys clearly have a ceiling. I think Cat, probably the highest ceiling. Um, and might be my favorite just because he's a guy that, you know, uh, can contribute in a lot of different ways. He was a lot more aggressive in the offensive end, which I thought he would be in that game. So, maybe Cat my favorite. But, yeah, Edwards and D'Lo, definitely viable as well. And then Minnesota's ran a, run a very tight rotation over the last couple of games. So it's definitely been a boost to these value options. Like Patrick Beverly played huge minutes. He played 37 minutes. So I think he makes for a very safe play in the mid-range. As long as he stays out of foul trouble and we get mid-30s minutes from Beverly, that feels a little bit too cheap. Jared Vanderbilt, back-to-back games with 30-plus minutes. I will caution people, however, be a little bit careful. I like Vanderbilt a lot. I like him a lot. He's probably going to be the most chalky or the pop, most popular play on the slate tomorrow. But be a little bit careful. Jaden McDaniels had five fouls in 10 minutes last game. So McDaniels is not going to play 10 minutes again. He's going to play more. If McDaniels plays more, it's most likely less minutes for Vanderbilt. So could you make the argument to play McDaniels over massive chalk Vanderbilt? Yes. Yes, you can. And it's it's actually kind of crazy. The recency bias is insane in the NBA playoffs. Like, it kind of feels like DFS back in the day where people would just, like, put way too much emphasis into, like, what happened in the most recent game. We've been seeing that a lot with ownership in playoffs. And I think that's something you can take advantage of. So while I think Vanderbilt is the safer option and, you know, someone you play in cash, if He's going to be like 80% and McDaniels is going to be like 10%. In tournaments, you could definitely make the argument to play McDaniels over Vanderbilt, right? Um, so I think you could even play both. Like if, if we get like 28 minutes of Vanderbilt and like 22 from McDaniels or something, you can make the argument for both. Malik Beasley uh, did only play 12 minutes last game. So here's another one, right? He's probably going to be unowned tomorrow. Now, I think if he comes out of the bench and shoots well, they will extend up, right? Game one, he played 30 minutes. So, you know, you're probably going to see an unknown Beasley, but he does have this ceiling if he's making a shot. So I think he's still in consideration for tournaments. Um, and then McLaughlin did play uh, off the bench and actually played well. I uh, played 14 minutes. I don't think I can do it, but um, just thought I'd mention it, that he, he did play well off the bench. All right, on the Memphis side. So I think John Morant stands out as one of these safer spend-ups. Was pretty tilted last slate because I, I played him. I got massive foul trouble. He still got there while losing basically the whole third quarter. So I think Ja looks great at the top. Bain has been their second, like arguably been playing better than Ja so far this series. Um, 
at 6'8", I have no issue uh, paying the price point for Bain. I will say, though, again, he did get a little bit of a bump last game with John Morant getting into foul trouble, but Bain's been good. Brandon Clark's 5.9K. Um, I think we get, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 to 30 minutes. Um, whether he starts or comes off the bench, he's he's played well defensively. Um, he's a decent rebounder, can block some shots. Um, the price point is up, though, so, like, I don't think he's a smash play, but I have no issue if you want to go there. Dylan Brooks should play a bit more. Um, probably has a higher ceiling than Clark, but a little bit of a lower floor. Um, but we saw 34 minutes from, from Dylan Brooks. Again, he shot 20 times, and that's no surprise. That's what Dylan Brooks does. He also has shooting guard small forward eligibility, so I think he's an intriguing play there in the mid-range. Uh, Kyle Anderson, kind of just indifferent on him. I think he'll play around 20 minutes. It's kind of just there. Uh, Tyus Jones got extended last game because John Morant fouled trouble, so um, probably can't do it. However, I mean, he's played very well off the bench. 19, 21, 25 in the first three games, then obviously got extended and played 25 minutes. I guess in a tournament, you can still consider him, but it is a little bit hard to play a guy that probably only plays like 15 minutes on average. Adams played a little bit last game, but only four minutes. Tillman been playing more than, than Adams recently. Um, he's only 3-5. You can consider him in, in GPPs as well. Um, and then DeAnthony Melton basically been out of the rotation, so can't go there. All right, we'll finish up in New Orleans and Phoenix. So there's one big thing I want to mention here for, for New Orleans that has changed uh, previous to, to the, the last two games, what happened uh, in the most recent game. So the rotation was different for Jonas Valanciunas. And the reason it's so important is, number one, JV played a lot more, right? And like I said, it was a different rotation. They played with him alongside Nance a good amount. So you saw a lot more minutes from, from Jonas Valanciunas. Um, so what that does is it makes me like um, CJ and Ingram less. Because JV, uh, you know, is a relatively high usage guy. Uh, they will, you know, post him up at times. He does, you know, he's decent on the offense line. He's a great rebounder. So um, that does change, and that does make me like Ingram and CJ a bit less. And it likes me, and it makes me like JV more if they run that same rotation. Now you never know; they could swap to like the, what they did in uh, Game Two and Game Three. But if if the Pelicans run that same rotation as the most recent game, and JV plays like low to mid thirties minutes at seven four. That stands out as a really solid play. So I don't necessarily think it's chasing going to JV here because the rotation was way different, right? So that's very, very important for this slate. Um, and like I said, Ingram and CJ, they're going to play big, big minutes and they're still going to have high usage, but I don't like them as much here uh, with that rotation for JV. And then Herbert Jones is 4'8". Um, he's basically Mikel Bridges. He's great defender. I mean, if you watch that game, some of the, the, the block shots he had was insane. Um, he's going to be good in this league for, for a long time. Um, but that price point is kind of just there. I do like Larry Nancer value. 4K, we saw him play alongside JV, played 25 minutes. If we're going to get mid-20s minutes from a 4K Nance, I like that. And then it's just, it's hard to go to anyone else. I mean, this combination of Alvarado, Graham, Murphy, Hayes, they're all probably going to play somewhere in that 10 to 18 minute range. If you want to try to play one of those guys, sure. Alvarado, probably your best defender. He's been annoying defense on Chris Paul. I guess if I had to pick one, it would be him. But 
it's it's hard to go to those guys in the main slate. And finally, the Phoenix Sun. So I think Chris Paul bounces back here. He obviously had an awful game, only shot eight times. Not super worried about it. I think he bounces back. I think he plays around 40 minutes. I think he'll be more aggressive in the offensive end looking for his own shot. So I like Chris Paul getting him out there at the top. I think DeAndre Ayton's a solid option. Um, again, he's one of the one of those guys this year that I've rarely gotten right. Again, I played him here, faded him here. So, uh, but with Aiton, he's going to play around 35 minutes. Um, and without Booker, they have been looking to Aiton a little bit more offensively. Um, Mikel Bridges, I think, is a very safe play. I would say he is basically the exact same as Dorian Finney-Smith on the slate today and Reggie Bullock, right? A guy that's going to play massive minutes, probably going to get you 25 to 30 fancy points. Every once in a while, you'll see a big game from Mikel Bridges, but normally he's just hovering around there because he plays huge minutes. So I think he's a pretty safe option there in the mid-range. Crowder and Cam Johnson both should play over 30 minutes. We saw 29 from Crowder last game, um, and we saw Cam Johnson play 32. If I had to pick between the two, I would lean Cam Johnson, but I think both are decent values in Crowder and Johnson. I think in a competitive game, again, they both play over 30 minutes. And then McGee's price point has come down, so he's now to a playable price, right? He's been very aggressive, um, and he's been playing, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. So I do think you can consider McGee in tournaments here. Uh, campaign did play a little bit more last game, but 18 minutes, um, he's still very much been struggling so far in the series, but the price is so cheap on him that I think he's in consideration for GPPs. Sham at three, six only played 20 minutes. He really needs the minutes to be there. So I have a hard time feeling great about Shamit. Uh, and that's really, I saw a little bit of Tory Craig, but not enough for me to consider him. So yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video. If you guys do enjoy the YouTube content, again, just make sure to subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, hit that like button. Uh, really appreciate it as always, guys. Let's hope for a non-tilting night. I would uh, very much appreciate that. No O of 10 shooting. Shout out, Bojan. Um, But yeah, that's all I got, guys. So enjoy your night, and I'll see everyone in the next video.